Welcome to the Sovereign Woman podcast. My name is Kalika Sharma. I am the host of this podcast. I am a women's sacred circle facilitator and transformational coach and I guide women into their sovereignty. And I believe that all women have the capacity to own their inner voice, to know themselves deeply. And it's often our life journeys that get us to a place of this deep knowing. I'm very happy to share the interviews here on the podcast. These I have done uh, with amazing women in India who I believe represent women's voices and truly care about women's upliftment and women's issues. So I hope you enjoy them. These are from a feminine sovereignty retreat that I had online during the pandemic and I'm happy to share with you all these interviews. Enjoy. Okay, so welcome Nishta to the Feminine Sovereignty Online Retreat. Um, I have Nishta Mantri with me. I'm going to talk a little bit about what this retreat is. It is, uh, it has five parts. Uh, we start off with self-commitment and reliance and then original wounding, which is the topic we're going into today. Uh, and then the intuitive body of a woman uh, and the masculine feminine energies. And then we end up with leadership and visibility. So it's really five parts of a journey for a woman to attain sovereignty for herself. Uh, it's sort of a healing journey. And today, this part called original wounding is about how women are raised and essentially what, what we inherit from our homes, our mothers and fathers. It's a very sensitive topic, actually. And Nishta, I think you're uh, very brave to have said yes to this. Uh, and I just take a minute to introduce Nishta to uh, everyone who's listening. Uh, Nishta is a business coach. She's an entrepreneur. She's a community builder. She's a mentor. And she calls herself a business nutritionist. Uh, like, because she believes that businesses are to be nurtured, just like a, you nurture a child and you raise it. You, you need to nurture a business for it to grow. I personally know Nishta for, uh, she was at my first uh, sistership circle also. And uh, so it's now, you know, I think it's also a friendship. With, uh, we know each other for a while. I'm part of her Peach Collar community. It's an amazing, solid group of women truly supporting each other, like in this, in almost a daily uh, sense, you know, such an amazing uh, community builder you are, Nishta. And also I'm part of your business boosters group, which is again, something that, uh, you know, on the most, the days when, you're doing a business, you're really demotivated. It's like, I think these kind of groups, it's knowledge sharing and the support you get, you know, uh, I really truly admire that you hold these communities and you're, you know, you're, you're so generous in your spirit and in sharing your knowledge. So yeah, I want to welcome you to this uh, retreat and thank you for saying yes to this interview. Thank you, Kalika. I'm actually feeling very great and honored to, you know, do this, um, you know, this interview with you because uh, most of the time we're only doing formal, you know, uh, professional interviews, but it's very rare that you, somebody wants to know your personal story. Somebody wants to know, they want to dig you deep because it's not that you, you keep thinking about things. It's just that sometimes someone questions you when you kind of start questioning your own self and why you are how you are today and yeah so, things. so thank you so much for you know giving me that opportunity yeah I'm so glad you see it as an opportunity because there are some uh, leaders you know who I reached out to who are not really maybe quite ready to to speak about these things I've realized because they're more comfortable doing the management talk and the business talk but this talk that we are going to have now about original wounding is, uh, this is really brave actually, to, to bear your soul, to talk about your emotions, talk about your childhood. You know, Maybe some of the women who know you in your community might see a very different side of you through this also. And I'm really looking forward to that as well. 
So we'll just start off, Nishta. Uh, I just wanted to know a little bit about. Actually, I do know about uh, your childhood and a little bit about your upbringing, and how it has made you who you are today. So I think this whole interview is going to be about that. But uh, what is this some something you know? Everyone has like something that happens either in their childhood or uh, either something they're constantly being told by their mother or their father, and then that thing kind of keeps on playing in their mind. and so ultimately you know this mother wound and father wound are taboo subjects like don't talk about it but the reason i want women to start talking and to start you know having these brave conversations is because let's face it you know it has nothing to do with our mother and father it we are carrying it in ourselves later on in our lives like maybe i'm a perfectionist because i heard certain things in my childhood and i now i just have to be a perfect at everything it's like i'm torturing myself you know so what are some of those things in your childhood uh, or say teenage years that made you who you are today so uh, i'll start with the very profession that i took on and it became like a purpose of life for me is you know i started coaching uh, women entrepreneurs in business right and a lot of people tell me why women why you know this and what's your inspiration why did you do all this and obviously there are a lot of things that i have but very honestly um, what i realized from my childhood was that you know my uh, parents were in a very happy marriage for 15 years and for us as kids you know they would never fight never abuse you know not even hit hands at each other you know hath bhi nahi uthaya and all that so for me it was like a perfect family you know we were so comfortable with our both our parents we could share anything to them but we didn't know what was going on amongst them and you know when i was 16 that's when i realized that my father was having an affair with his own secretary and my mom knew it for years you know and um, so she was kind of try trying to battle in through all of that in her head and we were kids so she didn't tell us anything and uh, so one fine day you know just as elders they were having some argument in the family and my decided my dad decided to just leave the house like quit like you know go away so he packed his bag and he said you know what i'm just i'm i'm leaving your mother and i'm going and we were not understanding like what's going on you know and then we kind of figured you know by by then that okay she was having an affair my mom's done with this and whatever so he left the house for almost a year and a half he uh, like i mean he was away and then i realized that my mother you know literally went and begged him saying please come back i want you back for my daughters and at that time i think i was in my 7th standard or something i mean this is like a back story this is my seventh standard and you know he left when i was in fifth he came back when i was in seventh and uh, we were living with my my dad's family still so he said okay i'll come back but i'm not going to quit my relationship with that woman if you can accept her i'm okay and i know my mom saying him to him yes i'm okay you can go meet her whenever you want do whatever you want you know but just be home because socially i need a husband and my kids need a father so this went on and then it was 3 years later when she was literally battling to all this i mean i just feel today how could i be so ignorant that i didn't see what was going on i was like a child i was like yeah isme kya hai you know it's i mean it was it was a little weird but i was like okay probably my mom was so strong she just didn't did not share anything of this it's after that after 3 hours i realized that you know my mother couldn't take it like i'm sure like 3 years we can't take it for 3 hours you know yeah. having to share our husbands or partners or whatever so that's when i was 16 and uh, now i was grown up and i could see that you know if i had a boy in my life and he would do these things to me you know go and meet another women and all i couldn't take it so i i i told my mom one day you know mom why are you taking all this you know and she said you know what i have you two daughters and i need him for you so i said but we don't need him for for us you know i mean we are okay we are grown up now we can manage 
and you know this has to be your call you have to take this call for yourself whether you can have him or not have him you know he's a great father but as a husband i think he's fared very bad like he's been very poor so you know i said that to her in a month's time she decided to quit the relationship and quit the marriage and very strongly and i realized that all she was wanting was some kind of a support you know and somebody just having an honest conversation with her that why like you know i can see you in pain why this pain in one month she actually i would say threw him out of the house like that's the word i could say so this is some incident that happened in my life where a lot of emotions came in because i trusted my father a lot i loved him too much he was like my boyfriend you know like okay he's the man like you know i want a man like him he's the he's the best a lot of things shattered mm-hmm. and up till then it was like okay my mom is my responsibility but i love my father and and then i had to choose whether i want to choose my mom or my dad and i chose being responsible and choose chose my duty and so that's the time i think i took for the first time i stood for what i believed in you know it was it was really uh, something that i feel that we don't even understand what it means to stand for something i had so many decisions to make i had to decide to tell my mom to leave him i had to decide to decide to go with my mother i had to decide that i have a younger sister who's 6 years younger to me and she should not be going through all this what's going on so i decided to put her to a boarding school so i think a lot of decisions happened at that time and i remember that when this whole thing was happening for one and a half year i used to cry every day for 2 to 3 3 hours because for me this was like oh my god like life has changed overnight so yeah i think that incident if you ask me this some incident i think yeah. for this i think yeah. yeah i think this is as uh, kind of like quite a traumatic thing for any child to experience at that age and uh, you know as uh, you know a, a broken family you know it's like you think it's so ideal and we always uh, i think it's part of that patriarchal society to paint that picture you know that mother father two children happy family it all is very ideal but there's so much that goes on behind closed doors and uh, i think part of the problem is that nobody talks like your mother was also not actually opening up and talking about it and finally you were the one who spoke and you asked and it it sounds like you uh, also it was a like very emotionally difficult because you know you were crying and you were you were probably coping with uh, the changes yourself at that age yeah so and i realized the worst impact this had on me was i lost trust in men mm. worst impact that could that happened to me yeah yeah understandably so understandably so because uh, again like it's it's from both the sides from your mother's side uh, it is uh, it that example of what happened in front of your eyes why would it uh, why would you trust right like why would you trust so yeah and as you said you know you chose your duty you what the choice you made was you chose your duty so i we had uh, talked about this concept called parentified uh, daughter parentified daughters are uh, like basically it was a term it's some an american woman called bethany webster came up with it like a lot of women who are leaders as adults when they were younger the role with the parent was flipped yeah so for the daughter and the parent uh, they became the parent quickly and the parent became the child you know and just that experience of that happening makes you a phenomenal leader later on it's like it's actually not it's a traumatic experience actually it's not like because the child has to actually be the child the child is not yeah. supposed to be the parent for them but in your case that was flipped right because you had to take on responsibility i mean who's heard of you know a, a young girl like putting her sister in boarding school and you know taking a call like that it's like an adult decision to make yeah. as you were a child right yeah so uh, how did like taking those decisions and i mean you and i have had these conversations but how, so is it like after that have you become someone who's just really good at making decisions oh well yeah i'll tell you what i've become like a man 
because then i lived with my mother and i had my mom and my sister and i was the one who was taking all the calls for my mom and suddenly you know overnight it was like she couldn't take any calls without me like you know whatever had to be done even today i think even if she has to order uh, you know something like even a bed sheet if she wants to order she'll be like no first you see if you like it then i'll order it or anything you know i think so what i realized that this really made me a man in the relationship my mother mother would always say that you are the man of this house my sister would say that you know you are like my uh, you know you are like the father in this the three of us and and i did you know i, I gave my sister a lot of tough love you know raat ko bahar nahi jana hai ye nahi karna you're not supposed to go out with boys and no late nights and you know like i used to be really like that elder sister yes but more than that i think very fatherly stuff like and she would listen she would she even still does like if i say like don't do this she she will not go against it so so i earned that respect obviously because i because i think that you know uh, with responsibility you know you get power so power comes with responsibility the more responsibility you take the more power you get in a relationship and this is something i think my dad had taught me you know as when i was really young uh so he ingrained this uh, you know quality in me that always take on responsibilities and own it so that's what changed like but i'll tell you what you know with my my mother and my sister and friends you know being this man in the relationship was pretty good and fun and it was all worth it but you know when i got married to my husband that's when i realized that things really became very difficult for me because i was here like all my life taking my decisions not answering anyone you know and nobody questioned me questioning me anything and then when i got married he had some different expectations from a wife you know and and he expected me to ask him to you know uh, inform him and he would be like you do things and you don't even inform me and that's how how men behave you know they don't think they need to inform anyone about anything so i realized that this whole uh, experience that i went through in my life you know it came over me when i got married because you know in the initial years of knowing each other and then you know we dated for a while and and that's when i realized that he like it was really nice because he was very 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 you know uh, supportive and he would tell me that you know why do you do this i mean i don't understand why is this behavior and you know and then somehow he kind of helped me figure this out that it's all because of the kind of childhood i've had and that's why i am who i am right now yeah actually it's so true that you know relationship is the they say relationship is a place for healing because uh, all the all the you know crap comes up the shit comes up <laughs> of the past but it's a great opportunity to heal because things are going to come up and then you know like for example you like you said you had issues with trust but uh, i'm sure that is something that you're overcoming through your relationship right yeah so i married my husband only because he was the he was a man uh, after many years that i could trust mm. i mean before him there were a lot of guys who would take interest who would ask you out and you know they wanted to be in a relationship with you probably get married to you but i had kind of pushed a lot of them away saying that okay no i'm not uh, you know i don't trust you and like at the, at a point it could really it would be the actual words that i'm sorry i know it's nothing to do with you but i have trust issues and you know i cannot give commitments and i'm scared of commitments and i don't think i was scared of commitments but i was definitely i couldn't trust so when i met my husband you know at 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 some point i could blindly trust him for everything you know i mean he was very innocent and very straightforward so these two qualities i think i just got hung to you know and i think you know when you say whole uh, like i was a man of the relationship my husband is like i'm very practical he's very emotional so i count found that little feminine side of him very attractive you know so i think that's why i just got very very connected at that point yeah that's interesting yeah and if you have to sort of complement each other otherwise it doesn't really work so yeah that's very interesting you know and uh i wanted to know like since you are 
you know i'm sure you know in your in the for example the peach collar community so many of your own sisters and all of them are there and uh, the communities that you formed you know i wanted to know from you that these things about our personal lives like what we've been through maybe our parents have been divorced maybe there's a lot of uh, these stories that we don't tell you know which impact our leadership so why do you think that women uh, either don't talk about it or they don't think it's so important in the way they are doing their work together i'll tell you what you know when i was a child and uh, the first time i got to know that my you know when i was in fifth standard my dad had left the house i was in school and at that time trust me i couldn't even tell it to my best friend mm. okay i took some courage and i went out and i told her you know i had two very good friends so i went to one of my friends and i told her and the kind of reaction she gave me kalika you know she said to me things like you know if my parents come to know that your parents don't stay together they'll not let me talk to you mm. and so that was the first experience that i had with one friend and then um i had another very close friend and not immediately because when i got this reaction i was scared i i didn't speak for a year about it to anyone you know that what's what's going on and then i had another friend and uh, she is still my best friend even today uh so after a year or so you know we were just studying doing something together at my place and i don't know i just felt so close and connected to her that i uh, just bursted out crying and you know and she's like what happened to you and i said you know what i want to tell you something but promise me you won't leave my friendship and you know you won't leave me and you won't go away or something and she was like she we were kids you know she like itna kya bada you know what's so huge what's the matter and then when i told her uh, about it you know and i was crying and she started crying and you know and that it was like an instant um, bond that was created because i was feeling that oh my god someone here can actually feel my pain and can hear me and is feeling me so i think that you know a lot of people do not share their personal lives because then they feel they'll not be accepted or they'll be judged mm-hmm. and these are the two reasons why people don't share at this point in time to be very honest i think uh i have grown out of it and i feel that i accept myself and that's why it doesn't matter if people accept me or not and i love myself and that's why it doesn't matter if people judge me for whatever i am i mean you know i'm also very healthy i'm overweight and these are some things that in the past as a child have really been a big issue for me you know going out and like really doing what you want so i realized that at that point i was not accepting myself i was not happy who i am I just want to honor you because you are actually really brave you know for doing this and you know this is being recorded and everything and you reveal such personal things about yourself and I am blessed because I've met you know actually 10 of you 10 speakers who ready to you know really like and all of you all are leaders in in your own right and uh, I really feel that somewhere down the line that vulnerability is bravery it is bravery actually so just saying what you're saying it's it doesn't make you weak it's actually you look like a very brave person for doing it and setting an example for others to start doing that also so i wanted to specifically ask you if you can name a few patterns that you inherited because this particular incident happened to you so like for example uh you know i told you like for me it's something like you're not perfect you need to constantly be perfect or you are uh you are uh, you know not enough it could be any kind of a pattern that it has just you know stayed in your brain because this happened to you when you were young so is there any like two or three things if you can name like that uh well like just right away what came to my mind that keeps going on in my head all the time is that you know uh that you know as a child i had to be extremely matured for my age so you know at some point it actually became you know that you are so matured you have to always understand you know be it friends be it a relationship be it whatever you know so at some point i was frustrated with this whole thought that main kyu samjhu 
why should always i understand why should always i am the one to you know uh, give up on something or you know stop getting angry sacrifice or something like that yeah so that was one of the patterns that i realized that it would you know the minute it would be about me trying to understand a situation and even now i think you know now i'm really done with it like right now if you ask me you know over if you are in a disagreement or in a fight or whatever and if you tell me that nishta sorry you have to understand it triggers it really triggers mm-hmm. a lot yeah and it's like really uh, interesting you use the word trigger because uh, that's part of the program because like a lot of uh, people use it very loosely but it actually means that it's rooted in your childhood all triggers are always rooted in from the age of 0 to 7 something that you know <laughs> happened that really triggers you so it's it's awareness ultimately that you know uh, as long as you know that a person who's triggering you is causing something emotional to happen in you and it has actually nothing to do with them or you like it is just that it it was it's a loop in your head going on and on that you know i am so i t- i tell you what the danger like i've noticed sometimes the danger of that can be that because someone is constantly triggering you and if you're not aware in your case you are aware you know some some uh, women or men they might not be aware that this is even happening and they might just blast that other person and without even realizing it's my own uh, you know trigger like i was made to feel too mature and i'm wondering with you is like because you were like okay you have to understand everyone you have to be you have to i think what i'm getting from you is i have to be the bigger person yeah all the time yeah i am the wise one i am the big, i am the smart one i'm the <laughs> everything so and and i think one of the uh, what i feel like this maybe uh, maybe you tell me if i'm wrong is that there's a the missing piece is the play right because if you are always the adult and you're always the one who knows everything so when do you get to when does that little nishta get to play and like just be silly and be stupid and you know who is going to be the bigger person for her basically you know yeah yeah and i've also realized that you know at at some point um uh what happens is that there's a lot of pressure on you as well because you know uh, like i realize that because i was always the bigger person the wiser one the smarter one the 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 matured one you know there were sometimes you have to take some life decisions you know and uh, you are scared whether you know they're right or wrong and you want to kind of you know not uh, you know like not take some, do a wrong call or whatever but i realized that because everybody around me like my family my friends and all they they think that whatever you think you know is always the best and whatever you say is always the the right thing so i think that at times i feel extremely scared that you know i mean there's too much too many eyeballs on me and what i do and what i don't do so you know in that whole leadership form as well i sometimes get that you know that performance fear mm. that oh my god if, if i do something and i don't perform well then you know uh, my respect will go away or you know that thing that oh nishta is too smart she can handle anything you know if you can't handle something or handle a relationship or a marriage or a friendship or a client for that matter you know so it it just gets there that okay i've done that when i was 16 i could be so smart and now there's some things i'm not able to manage or not able to handle so it's a lot of pressure as well and nobody saying that pressure to it's just your internal pressure that you have for yourself yeah. exactly exactly and that's why i feel like it's uh, it it doesn't really even matter if your father is still or your mother is still putting anything on you it doesn't matter even if they are there because now it's in your brain it's in your, it's in your you've internalized all the all the patterns right and you're carrying it with you so i uh, coming to like peach collar and the communities that you founded right so how do you think that you became a person who wanted to do that in the first place to build community uh, was it like because you already had uh, you know maybe a lot of people looking up to you you said a lot of eyeballs on me having this uh, expectation so i'm sure you didn't do it out of fear but what was the main motivation to do 
So specifically, if I talk about peach collar, why I built peach collar, uh, I have a very clear intention. You know, we are all entrepreneurs and professionals. And uh, most of the time, you know, we don't get a space to be ourselves, mm. a space to be with like-minded women, you know, like, especially as an entrepreneur, all I have is my team, my staff, you know, people who are pretty junior to me. They're not people I can be friends with, like I can be friendly with them, but they're not people I would like to chill with. It also, you know, I also realize there are a lot of women who don't even get people who are of their, uh, you know, taste. Like, you know, the kind of food we like to eat, the kind of travel we like to do, the kind of books we like to, you know, read. Yeah. So uh, I felt that as a vacuum for myself that, oh, you know, I don't have a set of girls that I would actually like to go on a, on an international holiday with, you know, and we would actually go to stores, we could shop together and places we could eat together and you know, that very like-minded attitude. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I was looking to have a space where, I, where I, there's a lot of like-mindedness and a lot of open relationships, like in, in terms of conversations. Like I remember we had a peach collar coffee meet. We do a lot of coffee meets and that coffee, coffee meet spoke about, you know, sex and intimacy. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And we was few girls, you know, who came to that meet. Most of us married. One of them was unmarried. She had the courage to come and say that I'm just here to hear, you know, I just want to know what you guys think. And, and we spoke about, we laughed and we spoke about things we like in bed. We don't like in bed, you know, how we react to things, what we do to, you know, whatever so, uh, so that is what the kind of space that we wanted to create that we can just have a good time chill and laugh together and so the core of peach collar is absolutely bonding and networking because bonding you need to really have friends and i think that even you know as entrepreneurs if i say you know the big best of entrepreneurs in the country uh, they have very good bonding and networking skills and the, the real businesses actually happen over bonding so if I'm bonded to you, I would actually do business with you. And that's the right way to do business. Mm -hmm. So obviously, Peach Girl is not about just girls coming together and not like a kitty party, but it's more like, you know, girls bonding together and, and you know, uh, building businesses over relationships, through relationships. So, you know, let's be friends first and then let's do some business together. That's how I think, uh, you know, the, I would say that in the way that Ambani's do business that way, you know, they, they don't do, you know, business in the boardroom, they actually do business over dinners, over lunches, you know, that's how they sign deals and boardroom is just to do the, the implementation and the execution. Yeah, wow, that's a very interesting way to put it. And I guess it's like, so the bonding and I think that I think you're right about the taste of uh, because I can feel that in Peach Collar, you know, I know I can reach out to Almost everyone I work with is from Peach Collar, <laughs> graphic designer, chartered accountant, everybody's from Peach Collar. Wow, so it's an amazing community and really thank you because it's just so fruitful, you know, to be part of it. It's And you, you don't have to worry about, you know, like uh, this person won't be to my taste. That that whole issue is not there only. You know? So we, it's an invite only community, right? So we have yeah. really handpicked people like who yeah. can be a part of it. And the other community that I build, which is the business boosters community is purely with the thought of providing business nutrition, mm -hmm. because I've realized this one thing over years of working that you're going to be doing this business at least for the next 20 to 30 years. So like you always need a social circle for yourself, you need a business circle for your business. Yeah. You need to weekly, you know, connect with women you know, who, who have visions, you know, so connect with women with visions. And uh, when you know that you're going to be doing this for the next 20, 30 years, might as well be a part of a community and, you know, bring together, you know, your energies, your synergies and, and go forward. So Business Boosters is not where I kind of keep doing sessions. It's more like a very open conversation. I obviously initiate the whole topic and I, I'm the one who plans it. But it's not like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, teaching you this today. That For that, I have my workshops and sessions and seminars. This is more like, you know, let's come together. 
you know we all have issues with customer acquisition so let's help each other building those ideas you know how we can acquire customers or how can we do best uh, best of networking you know because people are really bad at it they don't know how to do networking or you know someone has some ideas and they're like guys you know throw me your thoughts on this so thing is going to work so like i remember you were trying to explain what you do when we were like no we are not getting what you do yeah. you mastered it make it better you know make your elevator pitch wiser Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I totally feel the. I feel it's a very high value for me. You know, I've learned so much from there, and like just you know by just by just talking, you know, and like sharing and. Uh, I think showing up is very important. If you're a part of any community, and if you show up, you know, as much as you can, there is a lot of value. Like you know, yeah, it 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 adds. Like you really even do businesses there if you show up. That's right. I totally agree. And so coming to, I'm trying to tie it into your, uh, you know, again the those times in your life when you know, uh, everything like kind of disrupted for you in your childhood, and then you were in a place where you had to become the parent, your mother, that kind of that place of maturity, right? So uh, I'm just wondering. how do you do you see these things as related like i can see some things that are connected like uh, in you in you being like okay fine i am going to sort this out you know yeah here and then uh, this is what you need to do and i think you even told your own mother what she needs to do and uh, you know and then after that it's just been like uh, that's just the way you've been growing that that's the way i see it so what you know so what i see here is that you know i i remember i had shared this with you a while back where i said that uh you know i remember that my mother when she, when you know she was out of that marriage when everything was done the biggest challenge that she started to face was you know money mm. money was a very big challenge because you know that's also what women in india have you know financial yeah. dependency on on a, in a relationship either with their father brother husband son at any given point or if somebody is taking care of them financially so when my mother you know she belonged to a very very uh, you know rich family i'd say like my my grandfather my nana was an industrialist so she was like this you know born with a golden spoon kind of a girl and suddenly you know all of this was happening to her and and then and then when she quit the relationship uh you know for me again i was the wiser one so i told her you know what you're not going to sit at home you have to go do some work mm. and be idle and that's what even her family her brothers her father everybody was feeling it so she did you know try to do something not out of choice but because she had to mm. and uh, that's when i realized that you know uh, financially uh i realized that you know that's when i actually realized that women are so vulnerable because of money mm. like they they're so you know dependent they sacrifice they compromise they they you know like they have to really tolerate a lot mm. as and now also when i work with a lot of women i know that 9 on 10 women are actually you know trying to prove themselves rather than building a business empire <laughs> they're just trying to prove themselves so you're saying that your mother was actually wealthy but then she wasn't suddenly she was in a financial no so she belonged to a wealthy family she got married to my father and okay even he was decently fine but obviously you know when you get out of the marriage you think that okay now my parents are not going to take care of me all my life which right. which they were and they did and they are still doing but you know i realized that for me i had become very you know uh, that conscious about it because they i was like he's not my father he's your father so for me you have to earn mm. now i was putting that pressure on her and somewhere i wanted her to be busy somewhere i also wanted you know financially my mother to take care of me because i was like i'm not going to go and ask from someone so financially also i think that you know uh, things changed a lot and and today you know i really stand for women's i would not say empowerment but i would say financial empowerment because i really believe that women this should not be the reason why they are you know taking some shit in life 
Yeah, because that has been something you have witnessed personally yourself. Yeah, so that's something that I I realized that you know maybe that was also a reason she was not giving up on him. I don't know. I mean, that's something I I I don't. I'm not sure. But now, if I think of it, I feel that you know, uh, it played on me for sure. Hmm. So you personally believe that, and so you. Uh, does that actually help help you motivate you to help other women uh, empower them make them start on their you know make their ideas into businesses and so any woman who comes to me and starts you know working with me for their business for their you know initiatives whatever i have now actually become you know it's it i take it on like a personal responsibility to actually make the make it happen for them and i really go about and beyond to kind of you know make it happen for them so in, in a good way i know that you know it gives me like it's it's like a purpose of life for me that it's what i love to do and i'm passionate about so it's definitely there but you know what the the the, the flip side of this is that you know sometimes i'm not god sometimes situations happen that i'm not able to help you know as much as i can or i want to external factors it could be anything but you know it's sometimes like in some businesses that that has been a this has been a thing when that happens i i actually start feeling like a failure hmm. and uh, so you know that is definitely like i said there's a lot when, you, of when the when the other person fails the one who you're mentoring yeah like if i if i feel that this person uh, you know is not doing so well and i mean i don't think they ever feel that way to be honest they never nobody <laughs> has ever come and told me that oh nishta you know we are, we are, we are not doing well because of you they know what's going on and why they're not able to do it but i take on as a lot of personal responsibility for that so like i said that pressure of you know performing is always there and i take it in a good way but sometimes i realize that you know that it should not turn into stress mm. Yeah. and how do you think that uh, like because of the pandemic like how do you think that's affected women becoming more reliant of, on themselves because you're working with so many women who like for example maybe they never had a business or something which before uh, before covid and all this you know they it maybe it was offline it was retail or something like that and how are they you know either adapting or are they becoming less fi- reliant uh, financially reliant or are they becoming more what what do you think is happening i'll tell you something that i've seen in women specifically you know with my work uh you know if you ask me nishta give me one reason why women don't you know uh, perform as much as a man does in business you know i mean I, and i'll be honest women don't perform as much i mean if it is 50 on 100 for men that 50 out of 100 men do well it's 10 on 100 women do well mm. you know it, it, i i'm i'm going to be open and honest about this and if you know a lot of women ask me that you know why is that humme kya kami hai you know <laughs> so i only feel that there's just this one thing that women don't do what men do is having a good risk appetite mm. women don't take risk you know and when i say risk means they'll not even hire a team mm. they'll not even hire one assistant one intern they will not hire a social media agency because they are multitaskers they think we can do it all so they try to do it all and they screw it up so these are the things they are not even confident and i know why they can't take risk because they are not confident about themselves and i and their ideas but i think there are there are nine and a half on 10 women who who are like that they are very they are very, they are absolutely not confident mm. because of which they don't take risks at all wow yeah and i think that's something that you probably learned very early in your childhood that uh, you took not risks but you you were in a place where you had to sort of take no i risk. i wouldn't say that my childhood had anything to do with risk to be honest mm. but i realized that i was also one of those women who could not take risks okay no okay. and uh, uh and and it's only in the last few years that i have because of that whole masculinity that i realized i was i'm a man i'm a man i'm a man yeah. and and you know when i when that got more and more stronger i started to realize that i was getting stronger to take risks yeah 
I see. So that's the kind of connection that I was trying to create. You know, figure out that it's only because of that little masculinity that's that's within me that I'm actually taking a lot of risk. I still have many more risks to take for my work in business and all of that. But I still feel that I'm in a better space than where I, even I was. Yeah, and I think even the fact that you're calling it out that 50 out of 100 men and then 10 out of 100 women. So you, you're, you're actually making a comparison of man to woman. And that is uh, also part of, it's important, I think, to... to to call that out because you know it's like uh, otherwise I think women are just shy about it they just don't talk about it or... yeah, I mean they everybody wants to prove themselves especially to their parents and husbands I don't know what is there to so much prove about it but most of the women I meet they're like oh you know what my husband thinks I'm dumb I'm stupid I'm silly and I'm this yeah. and I'm that and, mm-hmm. and I really want to do something so that I can prove him I said you know you're going to make a lack of rupee and he makes like 10 lakhs of rupee. So at any given point of time, you will not be able to prove him anything. Yeah. He's going to spend 12 hours at work. You're going to spend two to five hours at work. How can you prove him? It'll never happen. Mm. And, I, and, and with that, you are not even ready to take up team, get a team, you know, get an agency, hire a coach. Like, you know, a lot of women, they're, they're so vulnerable. I'm like, I am there for you, you know, just surrender, like, just believe in me and I, I'll make it happen for you. And they, are, they, they still don't have the courage to yeah. do that. Yeah. So that is a risk appetite. Obviously, hiring a coach is a risk, you know, what if it doesn't work out for them? And it's all connected, you know, it's like that whole thing of just being quiet and doing everything alone. It's a very common thing with women, because even, even the ones who come to circle, right? They just like, even it's inner work. We're doing inner work and all. So it's like, they may apne, uh, kamre mein, journal ke, I'll do it alone. So you want to do everything alone and you don't want to bring it out to, that itself is a risk, right? Opening your heart to someone is a risk. Showing yourself to 10 women about your emotion, it's a very big risk. It's a very, very big risk. And a lot of women that don't take that risk, you know? So, uh, and it's also like, uh, that is one part and the other, it's just that lone ranger wala thing of like, you know, I will just sort this alone. I'll just keep on. So, uh, refusing to uh, take support from others because you just I, I, I'll tell you, I put the right word here. You know, we are not uh, comfortable to ask. Yeah. Yeah. We've discussed this before. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really big problem. It's very difficult to ask. And I'll be honest, I've also had realized and sometimes, you know, it's so silly that you don't even know there's that there's a little problem that you have and you can actually ask, mm. you know, and, and, and get some support. I mean, sometimes you don't even know that this problem is necessary for Yeah. Why do you think that happens? Why do you think that like women like don't, we don't get help, we don't ask? It's a confidence, probably a confidence thing. Or... I don't know because I think ask is not just a women thing. It's a complete thing for everybody. I mean, men don't ask because of ego, like pure ego. They'll not ask. They're like, you know, I, like a very simple example is you, you're driving and you, you're trying to figure a, figure a road ahead. Yeah. I remember telling the guys who are driving around with us, you know, they pooch lo na, just pull the ball up. Yeah. And they are so not okay with that like you know we'll go so that's the problem with men for sure i know that there's ego but i don't think women have an issue with an ego i just think that they don't realize that uh, they need help mm. with certain things and and they don't even realize that there is help available right you no know, there are people who are ready to help i think for me that's been the case like i didn't even know that there's something that I can get help on or I'm ready to, you know, get help in. And I'll tell you one more thing, you know, like you run the sistership circle and you talk about inner work. I've also met a lot of people who kind of tell me that, okay, Nishita, you know, why don't you do some sessions with me? I think you need a session with me. And I've realized that I have this feeling that I'm okay. Mm. I don't think I I need, uh, you know, to, to take a help for a session, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know 
so that's that's the time you know few years back i realized that was my attitude mm-hmm. but you know you know randomly i i got into some kind of sessions you know just because i was available i was free or you know sometimes you just you you have a client and he says okay why don't you come and just attend a class so that you get a feel of what i do that's been the case and when i did that class that's the first time i realized that oh my god like i need a lot of help you know i mean yeah i mean it's it's more like i think it's awareness at the end of the day if you, at least if you started and you know like okay this is triggering me for example that's a big thing you know like it's it's a big starting point and like for example my program i don't think uh, someone who has no awareness self awareness they can't even take the first step of doing this it's very it's intense and it's emotional and you know all that stuff and it's also very physical physical releasing and all that so yeah so i think it that it it's it's another um, it this is the feminine you know actually nishta so it is you do have that i think you do have the capacity for it even though you do say i'm a man i'm a man but uh, you know the i feel like it it's healthy to have uh, a little bit of both the feminine yeah. is very receptive because then you you know you're ready to receive uh because when you ask you're going to receive something kuch to milne wala hai right so you whatever you receive like how how open can you be to to it coming to you that that's ultimately like how um so yeah so i think with that like uh, i'll just summarize uh, nishta this was such a good session with you uh, to hear about like how certain things in your life impacted you as an adult today and your journey into like really first not trusting anything then slowly with your partner opening up and you know starting to trust and now you're in a place where you're inspiring i think we're going to inspire so many with this interview because you 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 become more open you know you're open to um, uh, like you said asking receiving open to the the softness inside you you know and yeah. we all have that softness inside us so i think that's very brave of you to share and thank you so much for being on here and sharing with me uh, i i want to just conclude with uh, the free gift that you have uh, for the audience so do you want to talk about So yes, guys. You know, as you all know, I'm a business coach for women solopreneurs. So I have this little gift as some token of love from me to you. Uh, there's a start your business guide. It's got twenty questions you've got to answer while starting a business, all while or while running a business. So if you're someone who is already in business or you're working on an idea and you want to start a business. download this copy and trust me you know you're going to get some amazing me time thinking about you know about your business and putting it on paper so that's the little guide that i have for you yeah thanks nishta that's very generous of you and i've used so many of your guides and uh, your workbook also that's come so i highly recommend downloading it as well and uh, yeah once again thank you for your time And thank you thank you everyone for listening and being with us on this interview